0: welcome to the today's market explained podcast hosted by brian castle brian has been a financial advisor for over 35 years and is the founder of four-star wealth in chicago he will be sharing the most important investment opportunities out there in ways that are easy to understand and hopefully even easier for you to benefit from Brian will also be interviewing subject matter experts who can give insights into new and exciting investment opportunities. To see all the best video highlights from every episode, please follow at Today's Market Explained on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. Now, on to the episode.
1: Welcome everybody today to Today's Market Explained podcast and uh, video series, and we are doing an interview today. Uh, this is not a market commentary uh, episode, Um, We periodically interview major important players uh, that we find interesting in the securities industry, in the financial industry, and in other industries as well. But today, we have a a longtime pro in the financial industry, and she's a little different profile than many of the folks that that we'll interview on this. She's a a lady, Alonka Nobles, and Alonka is the president and CEO of Nobles & Richards down in in, uh, Plano, Texas, and uh, she's got a lot to say, and she's had a very interesting career. and we want to talk about what she's doing in the business and what it means to investors. So Ilanka, welcome to today's Market Explain a four star media event.
2: Thank you so much, Brian. It's great to see you.
1: Great. Great to see you too. And I was excited to do a discussion with you because I think you've had some really interesting experiences. And and many, many people who have worked with investors, Uh, for many years are used to the Merrill Lynch's and the Morgan Stanley's. And there's like a whole vibe to that whole part of the industry, but there's a whole nother part of the industry, the independent advisor world, which I'm now in as well along with you uh, in the last eight years, but you've been in it a long time and you have some really interesting experiences. So Ilanka, um, you know, just looking at our show notes here, you've been in the industry since 1996 leadership role since 1998. co-founder of the firm, Nobles & Richards. Um, And let's talk a little bit about how you uh, founded the firm and maybe your background before that and how you came up with Jim Richards to found Nobles & Richards.
2: Well, I started at a uh, captive oil and gas broker dealer. Uh, That simply means that they had a dedicated team that sold directly to uh, investors. And when I left that company, I went to consult to other uh, issuers of securities. And during my consulting practice, some of these issuers wanted their own captive broker-dealer. And I uh, assisted through that process in you know, sitting in the president, chief compliance officer seat, getting them through the membership process, and then getting them staffed up and and trained, and then I would step out of the corporate side and then continue to consult for them. Well, I had multiple going at one time, so uh, one of the uh, individuals that I had pulled into these was the financial operations principal, Jim Richards, and we decided that we could be more efficient. If we started Nobles and Richards and let those same companies become branches or franchise out our broker dealer to these uh, companies, and uh, that worked out very well, we were um, uh, it's it uh, streamlined things very well.
1: Nice, nice. Well, so you started the firm with Jim, uh, and it had a lot to do with direct participation programs and. Uh, then you developed a branch office system too, right?
2: That's that's what that's what uh, we offered under Nobles and Richards, which was rather unique in FINRA's mind. They were curious about how this kind of developed because they said we were the only ones doing that, offering the basically white labeling private placement offices under the firm. So, um, and I... Over the years, I've had seven dedicated branch offices, um, five of which were oil and gas. The other two were a mix of real estate and other inv- investment options, but still all in the private placement side.
1: Okay. So then how, how did that work then? The branches had clients and then uh, there were a series of offerings that were approved or how did that work?
2: Well, so we were still the main back office for everything, approved everything. Um, I'm the CCO of every branch, and um, they would basically, you know, branch office company name securities offered through Nobles and Richards. Mm-hmm. So they got to hang their own shingle on the door with the clarification that it was going through Nobles and Richards.
1: Right. So they had to put that like on their card and some of their brochure and that kind of thing. Okay, um, great. So then uh, what kinds of clients do you think, uh, what's the profile of client that was being served by your branches?
2: Typically uh, accredited, but high net worth, some non-accredited. Um, uh, in the oil and gas side, those with a higher risk tolerance that had could benefit from the tax write-offs of direct... Uh, investments in oil programs. Um, most of the investment sizes are typically fifty to a hundred thousand, uh, but there would ge- generally be some class shares to allow million dollar investments. Not, so not, high, not, 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 not the. Uh, I'm sorry. Say again.
1: I said high net worth individuals interested in programs like that.
2: Yeah, sophisticated. Um, something to complement what they're doing. You know, they've got their Edward Jones guy, and they're doing their stocks. But this would balance out, and this is not something they could just go find on mm-hmm. the street. So, mm-hmm. we, the 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 selling agents would have to go find the investors and and present it to them.
1: Interesting. So, like in a typical Merrill Lynch office, they have a bunch of brokers or financial advisors, they're called now, or investment executives or whatever, and they have a lot of clients with mutual funds and everything, that's not really the kind of do, is it? You're more in the alternative space.
2: That's right. These are A direct participation program is defined as an investment that allows for the flow through of the tax consequences. So the investor is like a, a member in an LLC or a limited partner in a in a, in a partnership and this allows them to get, uh, you know, uh, the flow through of the tax consequences like write-offs and, and whatnot.
1: Yeah, no. So Ilanka, this is a, I think this is really an interesting, um, development. So for 30 years of my career, I was at one of those large firms and they didn't really have unique alternatives and we didn't even realize that there were, um, brokerage firms or broker dealers in America that did primarily direct direct participation programs like this. So, uh, once, uh, in eight years ago, once I founded four star, then this whole new world developed and we met a number of years ago at a conference and we realized there are literally hundreds of investment firms that do direct participation programs as their primary business. And you're one of the leaders in, it, which, is great, which is great. So, so, uh, but it's fascinating that, um, you know, there are a lot of ways to do the, the investing business, whether it be real estate or oil and gas or different types of programs. And uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of firms do it differently, usually at the big wirehouse firms you don't get that kind of unique investing program that you might get from uh, the programs that would come through your firm or some of the other um, smaller direct participation broker dealers around the country. Um, so it, it's really I think it's fascinating. Now, Alanka, I have to, I have to um, you know, kind of check in on this other issue that you don't, you don't look like uh, the normal kind of grizzled Texas oil man that uh, people would expect. When you say, I'm going to talk to a broker dealer down in Texas about doing oil deals, you expect some big old burly character with a cowboy hat on or something like that, but you, you couldn't be further from that. So, Alanka, how did you get into this business originally?
2: Well, funny enough, I found a very generic, nondescriptive ad in the newspaper that only had a phone number and a company name. So I called it and asked about it. I didn't. uh, They said it, uh, oil and gas firm. Uh, It's a sales position. I didn't have any sales experience. Uh, They said, uh, well, women don't do good in this business, and. I said, is it, is it something that can be learned? And they said, well, yes. And for six weeks, I hounded them. And finally, they brought me in and said, you know, why do you want to work here so much? And maybe it was because they told me no. And I said, uh, they said, well, persistence counts for something in this business. So we're going to give you a shot. And nice. so- Six years later, I I had left with my principal's license. I had learned a lot there, went out to consult to the industry. And six years after that, I started my own firm to be of greater service in the space. And here we are today.
1: It's a great story. It's like the the copy room uh, man makes well. And only in this case, it was Alanka just pushing her way in the industry. So uh, you weren't from Central Casting. You weren't a big old grizzled man. Uh, and they're like, well, okay, let's give this gal a shot, and uh, and that's how you got into business, and that's how you developed a love for it, and then ended up running your own firm over time.
2: I, I found that I had a, a, a sort of a knack for all the the tricky legal avenues, and how this industry can be very. Um, complex with, you know, you can't do this and listen until you do this and it has to be this way. And, um, but I have a a knack for the compliance side and, and, and it's, and it's exciting business. There's a lot. I learn something all the time. I still learn something all the time and there's just no end to it. It's like, you can't reach a point where I figured it all out. There's nowhere to go from here. There's so much more that can be done.
1: Yes. So so Ilanka, um, you know, since Four Star is founded, we're doing a lot of private placements and alternative investing as well. And you've been at this for quite a while. So what kinds of investments might people see from the advisors that are hooked up with Nobles and Richards uh, in oil and gas and other areas? What you know, what gives an example of some of the programs that like are approved on your platform?
2: Well, we have. Everything from buy and hold, wait for a, a capital event in five to seven years to things that are, you know, distributing uh, cash flow on a monthly or quarterly basis. We've got tax advantage programs for those that are high income earners. Um, we've got, you know, the plain vanilla real estate that, uh, you know, the, the workhorse of investments. Um we have, uh, you know, different sectors in in real estate: commercial, um, multifamily, uh, single family, built for rent. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, we have we have, and and that's really what we've tried to do over the last several years. Is sure. especially since the regulation best interest came to mm-hmm. into play, uh, we decided we really needed to broaden our uh, offering choices so that investors had m- um, um, more things to look at that might help complement not just one of those but m- multiple of them that could help them you know in their portfolio.
1: Yes now you you mentioned a bunch of uh, real estate opportunities um, back on the oil and gas, uh, what kinds of opportunities are now with oil prices being high? Uh, is it uh, drilling is it royalty programs I mean what kind of what kind of investments can be people make now in oil and gas uh
2: actually both and um the the way that oil and gas is cyclical on prices sometimes has this effect on how much activity the drillers or the old people are willing to invest in but right now it is um, um, evident that people want this. And so we do have a, a, a variety of types. Um, there's, there's, you know, uh, horizontal drilling, there's vertical drilling, there are royalties. There are some oil and gas sponsors that take a little piece from a whole bunch of different other operators to kind of create their own fund sorts. There, are they're still the traditional, we don't really do wildcatting anymore, but there's still the traditional two or three well package. That if this works, it's going to be you know uh, very profitable. But if it doesn't, you got to this has to be your fun money.
1: Yeah, to- yeah, you will lose it all, right?
2: Yeah, right.
1: So this not so these are not for the faint of heart. But if uh, in that small segment of your portfolio where um, you can take a flyer, essentially. Um, You could have a 10X or a 20X or something uh, in in oil drilling. And yeah, you're right. We used to call it wildcat drilling, right? No one really does wildcat anymore.
2: Well, so much has been developed now. It's less of a, you know, poking holes in the ground, hoping you hit something. And the technology has increased dramatically over the last 20, 30 years to really help you. I'm a 3D seismic, letting you look under the ground, with the the radar uh and, and the visuals and the and seeing what's happened in the field next to you gives you more data to what, you know, there's there's a lot going on in that space for sure.
1: So Lanka, you mentioned horizontal drilling and some people have heard of that. tell us a little bit about that in general? What is what is horizontal drilling?
2: So the traditional drilling was you stick up, you know, you drill straight down and you hope to perforate or, or, find the zone that you can, uh, uh generate the, the, um, produce out of
0: mm-hmm.
2: horizontal drilling, instead of trying to find the right zone, you go down and, and, and you try to drill right into that zone and then you perforate it or you, you know, uh, try to right. access you know, and so it and it it works very well in the uh, shale here in you know North Texas has a lot of the shale, and it 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 allows for uh, it more efficient drilling.
1: Nice. So where where is that uh, done more so? Is it done in you say it's done in Texas? Are there any other regions of the country that do a lot more horizontal type drilling?
2: Uh, we're seeing that horizontal uh drilling is a technique that's used more and more um depending on the the, the play or the zone and the area um but horizontal is used more and more as a, as a technique in all kinds of areas
1: nice so there's some great opportunity out there with oil prices up with where, where they are uh these are things we can all look at and and you and i talk about these programs all the time and Lots of our clients uh, participate with, you know, they're more aggressive money. It's not something for uh, a very, very conservative investor, but nonetheless, it, it could be very profitable, as you say. Um, well, that's great. So um, tell me about, uh, you know, now you, you, you busted your way into the industry uh, and just by sheer, by sheer entrepreneurial uh, skill, um, how does it feel to be a, a female CEO? In a brokerage industry which is very, very male dominated.
2: Um, you know, I don't notice it. I forget what people might see because I feel like I'm sitting there elbow to elbow with them and I don't notice it. So yeah. every now and again I'll get I'll get some little lady comments like, you own your own firm, good for you, you know, stuff like that. But uh Uh, I I don't, I don't, I don't really, I don't notice it. And as a matter of fact, uh, a lot of my long-term friends in the business have said things that they feel like I'm like one of the guys, you know, and, and I don't, um, uh, like I said, I I don't really notice it. It, It's other people probably notice it a lot more than I do.
1: Sure. Oh, I bet they do. Uh, And they might be intimidated by you as well uh, because you got great spirit. Um, so uh, under your supervision with you and Jim, uh, Nobles and Richers has, has offered over $200 million worth of programs across 50 different projects. Can you think of any particular project that your firm has been involved with with investors that you liked a lot or just one you would like to mention, a favorite project?
2: Hmm. Well, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but the ones that uh, are funded quickly and uh, pay out well are obviously my favorites. (laughs) There we
1: go. So it's a financial transaction for sure. sure. And we got involved in a marina deal recently. And so that was a unique thing where we're funding the development of a marina in Tennessee. So there's lots of different things that, that investors can do that are not your basic stock and bond, at, at, like you say, Edward Jones or Merrill Lynch or something like that. So, um, well, good. So uh, so you've been at this a while and you're leading the firm. Um, could you maybe share with everybody, um, obviously there's good times and bad times in any business. Um, what, what's been one of the biggest, most difficult times that you've had in the business since you and Jim started Nobles and Richards?
2: Hmm you know the the regulatory side of thing uh kind of goes in waves um uh, where there's something that is a focus and then the regulators come in and tear firms up looking for if there's an issue i don't want to, i don't want to how to say that but um i guess for for me personally one of the most uh frustrating Uh, time periods was when the Department of Labor was tossing around a fiduciary duty for brokers. um, And that's kind of a conflict because brokers are hired to raise money. They're paid commission. That's their incentive. And that flies in the face of being a fiduciary. So the conflict was so inherent that... Uh, that and uh, you know, of you can't be a commissioned person and a fiduciary. And the Department of Labor was uh, throwing this around, and uh, it we had to stop. We pulled the plug on, or uh, we had to stop um, making recommendations to anyone who wanted to use their um, self directed IRA mm-hmm. to make investments. And investors were very unhappy about this because they were these vehicles that they've set up that allowed for them to make these kind of investments that they can't get at Merrill Lynch. Um, and, and this was very tax efficient for them. But if they were going to use their retirement vehicle, we wouldn't let them make the investment. And my reps were upset about it, saying the investors were complaining about it and and when my reps would say, "What can I tell my investor?" Like, tell your investor to call a congressman because it it. So for about a year and a half, we stopped selling to uh, investors that wanted to use their you know self directed IRA account to make their investment, and it, and it was pretty rough.
1: Yeah, so government driven, kind of in a sense, absolutely,
2: right? absolutely
1: regulation driven. Um, well, that's okay. Well, that's always an issue. And uh, can you share with everybody uh, what you think your vision is now for the future? Uh, where where does Nobles and Richards go? What do you hope to develop? Uh, how do you hope to serve investors?
2: Well, we are, um, you know, we're traveling once or twice a month to the conferences, meeting sponsors, looking for uh, the best opportunities to bring back to the reps and, and helping sponsors, you know, uh, uh, reach their goals uh, to bring the best opportunities to market.
1: Great. Great. Well, that's, that's awesome. Uh, and uh, what do you think your best personal opportunity is in the future? Uh, to keep growing the firm, more and more branches, um, taking over the world? What, what, do you, what do you plan to do in the future?
2: Well, as a as a firm, it was really born out of my consulting activity. So I consider it a, a tool in that basket. My my number one uh frame of mind is still is how can I serve in the best way? So when when there's needs, whether it's at the investor level, the rep level, or the sponsor level, uh, we just want to keep maximizing value at all those levels. And so but the The growth opportunity is just doing it at scale.
1: Nice. So the more serving more clients in in a more effective way uh, over time. That's great. That's fabulous. Well, good. Well, I always ask this really uncomfortable question, Ilanka, that um, about a thousand people in the next year are going to see this, uh, either hear the podcast or see the videos, either on TikTok, uh, Instagram, um, uh, LinkedIn, and Facebook. So imagine that you're in an auditorium with a thousand people and you could get a message to those people today about investing or about the industry, about the financial world. What what would you like to tell this great group of people that are watching us today?
2: That uh, the securities industry is evolving very quickly and there are so many opportunities out there that that could um, benefit from, I don't know how to say this smoothly. Um, All right. There's a, because of this new, the, the regulation isn't always bad that some of the new regulations are uh, bringing more opportunities to investors and somewhat democratizing and so that everybody, even at Main Street, can participate, participate in these things that mm-hmm. were typically only reserved for the wealthiest.
1: So we get some opportunities for going forward. Yeah. That's great. Well, good. Well, it's been really a pleasure to have you with us today on the today's Market Explain uh four-star media broadcast here at Ilanka. And I think everybody will enjoy uh hearing your comments and Uh, We enjoy working with you on a lot of different things as well uh, between Four Star and Nobles and Richards. So um, I'm glad you spent some time with us today. And thanks so much.
2: Thank you so much for the opportunity. I really appreciate you.
1: All right. Thank you. Same here. And uh, that's it for today, everybody. We'll be back with uh, another market commentary uh, podcast interview here shortly, and also some other interviews with great Entrepreneurs uh, who are making a difference for investors in America, uh, like our good friend Alanka Nobles. So thank you, Alanka, and let's uh, let's uh, move on and continue along with our day. Right. Thank you so much. Thanks so much.
0: Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, the best way you can support us is to leave a five-star review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen. And if you heard something here that someone else you know will find value from, please share the episode directly with them. Want us to answer your investing question directly on the next episode? Go to todaysmarketexplained.com, scroll all the way to the bottom and submit your question please follow at Today's Market Explained on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube to see the best moment video clips from every episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and keep on growing out there, everyone.